Hello, everyone. I'm Molly Gamble, Vice President Editorial at Becker's Healthcare. Thank you for tuning in to the Becker's Women's Leadership Podcast Series. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by Lori Jones, Chief Revenue Officer with Olive. Let me tell you a bit about her before we dive into our conversation today. Lori started her healthcare tech career at McKesson, where she acted as Executive Vice President and held numerous roles. She brings over a decade of experience in sales, customer success, customer operations, and leadership roles, with experience managing a $650 million provider business and an organization of 300 people. After leaving McKesson, Lori held revenue-generating and operational leadership roles at Airstrip, Brighttree, and Conance. At Olive, Lori is responsible for the end-to-end customer journey from sales through customer support. So Lori, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Molly. Nice to be meeting you virtually and uh, look forward to our conversation. Yes, likewise. So I just shared a little bit about you with our listeners, Lori, but I am hoping you can tell us more. I think there's always stories that go beyond the big headlines and bullets on one's resume or CV. So can you tell us a bit more about your career journey and how you have gotten to where you are today? Yes, I attached my my memory here, but I am happy to. During college, I worked my way through college to get my degree, worked three different jobs at any given point. And upon graduation, I actually cold called my first company. And it was uh, an interesting company. They were a national company, serviced the Fortune 500. And at that time, you know, they, they really were looking for somebody had a lot of experience. And they also, at that point, said that they didn't hire women, which I thought was, you know, kind of interesting because you would never say that now, but they actually afforded me a lot of opportunities. And I always had kind of this belief I could do whatever I wanted. I just needed the opportunity to prove myself. So I was um, their first woman that they hired. I was also the first woman that they promoted to manager. Ended up moving to Atlanta from Columbus, Ohio, and ran one of their largest um, markets as the general manager of their business before I was um, 30 years old. As that company went through transitions, I actually made a uh, intentional move into healthcare, uh, where I started working for uh, HBO and company that got acquired by McKesson and uh, McKesson Provider Technologies. And there, you know, is able to you know take on a variety of leadership experiences as the company grew, whether it be through growth or acquisition of growth, was able to you know learn a lot more about. Um, healthcare and healthcare technology. And as you mentioned, been you know, over a decade there, and then the last 10 years have been uh, working with um, growth-oriented companies and over the last two years, almost two years at all of AI. Terrific. So I imagine that must have been somewhat intimidating to just be cold calling about a job fresh out of college regardless, but it's to be met with the response that we don't really hire women that must be something that really sparked either some fire and inspiration under, under you, or I think it could have easily gone the other way too, or dampen your spirits and perhaps diminish your outlook for opportunities. But it sounds like it did just the opposite. It did. It was interesting, you know, just to hear somebody say that out loud, which you would, mm-hmm. like I said, you would not hear today. But I, I feel that throughout my career, you know, they, they gave me a lot of opportunity to learn and develop some good business skills and acumen that I've been able to take with me the rest of, you know, my career. And I do believe that, you know, you have to have the belief in yourself that you can do whatever you want to do. You just have to 
be given that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, as the first female employee at a, a firm or a company as you were, and then also still as a female executive in a male-dominated profession, can you tell me about some of the challenges you faced throughout your career and how you have either addressed them or overcome them or navigated those waters when you are underrepresented in any given room or in your field? Yeah, I think early in my career, I was worried about a several things that would I have the same networking opportunities for advancement that my male counterparts, you know, might have. Like, I'm not a golfer, right? I was, you know, a mom. And so trying to build a career. But I would say that what I had learned is that one, I had great, especially in, you know, in healthcare and healthcare technology, there's a good mix of men and women and men and women leaders. And they afforded me, you know, the opportunity to take on different responsibilities. And I would say that for me personally, figuring out like how I could build my own strength and how you could stretch yourself. So for me, I did I was running lots of uh, marathons at the time, and that was something that kind of stretched me both, you know, physically, but also, you know, how to think about solving problems and, you know, gave me space to think about, you know, vision of how to do tough stuff and build kind of the mental toughness. So like when, when things got hard, you could really kind of lean in on, on that muscle I also felt that because I wasn't doing a lot of the other networking things, I did think that were, that I was, that was passionate, you know, for me, I became a member of uh, a not-for-profit board that was connected to a chronic disease that affected my family. But being part of that board gave me additional leadership capability that, and uh, interaction as a leader and, and also an ambassador for my company So I feel that, you know, I needed to kind of build my own kind of strength and muscle to give me this toughness, right, as as work got difficult to be able to lean in on that. I also learned from a lot of female mentors that, that a lot of women tend not to speak up or ask for what they want. We expect that if we just work hard, that will, that work or the promotion will eventually be given to us. And that's not always the case. What I always found is, and what I was taught and what I learned is, you know, take a seat at the table, speak up, and don't be afraid to ask for what you want. Then good things can come as a result of that. But like I mentioned, I felt like, did I have to network like the guys did that I worked with, go golfing and all that? And I I realized that we can be successful in our own way. And it's okay to be vulnerable about the things that we do and don't do. That's such terrific advice, Lori. I think so much of that is it's easy at times to see the people around you, especially executives, as prototypes and that their strengths should indeed become yours as well and that you will gain more advancement, more opportunities by almost mimicking those people. But the real work comes in when you have to figure out authentically what are, you, what are your actual strengths? What am I really good at? And sounds like a lot of how you discovered that was through kind of a blend of your personal and professional life, like marathons, like you said, finding governance and board work with the nonprofit you were really passionate about. And that instilled in you a sense of confidence that overlapped with your professional life. Also love the comment about the importance of championing your own cause and being an advocate for oneself, speaking up, 
um, making sure that your voice is heard and, and not just going by the world. Ideally, everyone will be recognized for their own hard work, but there is an element of it that it must come down to championing your own cause and making sure your case heard and making sure that uh, you remain visibility. So, Lori, you currently lead a team at Olive that is 250 people and counting. That is a, a, that's a pretty significant size of a team. What is one key lesson in team building and leadership that you've learned throughout your career that our listeners would benefit from hearing and perhaps applying to their own work? It's probably no surprise, but my answer would be talent matters. You really have to build high-performing teams to capture the revenue, the market, focus on you know, delivering a phenomenal customer experience. When you have talent, you have to empower your teams and give them the space to really kind of leverage their strengths. And at each stage, you know, growth of an organization might require different skill sets. So how do you continue to build those strengths, leverage it, use, you know, the blitzscaling kind of mentality, teach your teams to make decisions, not for the sake of perfection, but for speed and impact and let them come up with great ideas and run with it. So I think that talent is so important and it's kind of interesting, right? So I work for artificial intelligence company and while our technology is important, but our human workers and our talent is extremely important. Absolutely. So in team building and leadership, it's that it's sometimes a little bit behind the scenes and not always as visible, but that the work of talent management, nurturing people, coaching people, ensuring that the next wave and one after another people that baton is handed down the line so to say in terms of the group you coach doing the same for the next and so forth i think it's a really really important dynamic and i'm glad to hear your team has that in place at olive i know you're you've got a, a storied career already behind you and a lot of work in front of you and exciting opportunities in front of you with olive but i'm curious about if you were to look back at your career to this point are there any milestones or accomplishments or stretches of time that you are most proud of, Lori? You know, there's, um, I've been very fortunate to work with such great, great teams in my career. And I, I'm just so proud of, you know, all the accomplishments, both from, you know, business growth along the way, but I'm most proud of the teams that we built and that I'm working with and currently leading today. Every team I've been on has worked like extremely hard for the impact of what we're trying to accomplish, right, in healthcare. But when you look at what we do, we're actually impacting, you know, the lives of our of their families and their careers. And when I look back and see some of the the early team members that might have been college hires, you know, now running big, you know, parts of companies as well, it's I'm just I'm just really proud of along the way in the business growth that you got to impact people's lives and the teams that, you know, have been able to be a part of and lead. Absolutely. It's like the adage that great leaders build up other great leaders, not necessarily only followers. So it's great to hear that you can say that for yourself at your career at this point with Olive. I want to thank you so much for your time and for your thought-provoking responses today. I also want to thank our podcast sponsor, Olive. Listeners, you can tune in to more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com. And Lori, thank you again very much for being my guest. Thank you, Molly.